What do you, what do you say? What does your guy say? Two claps and a what? Give me two claps and a Ric Flair. Woo! There you go. Ooh. I've already warned the upstairs tenant that there may be some loud noises and singing coming from the basement tonight. So tonight's the night. It's it's lit. Yep. And I yep. thought about telling Johnny what I thought, but I didn't. <laughs> go? Last week's episode happened last night, so I'm still kind of sneaking around at night, just being quiet. <laughs> when, she, when she's around, you be quiet. When she goes yeah, to bed, you be loud again. She had a good day lifting, so I think we're in the clear for a little bit. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I like to warn my roommate there are going to be loud noises too, but then loud noises, <laughs> sound and fury signifying nothing. Yeah, if you hear somebody saying "I'm grinding the couch," "I'm grinding the couch," that's the podcast we're doing that for the oh, podcast. Oh God, uh, Matt. So you knew somebody who's an adult male stripper? I don't know why I said adult. I wish I didn't. Uh, worked at a place <laughs> called Sharks, and I don't know where Sharks is. I never was there, but his last name rhymed with shark, so we called him Sharky. I think his last name was Clark. Wow. So instead of Clark, we called him Sharky. And it was the greatest nickname of all time. And then he used to do all the KDWB, uh, like booty cruises. He was one of like the, the stalwarts of the. What exactly? You're going to have to go back. What exactly is a KDWB booty cruise? I have cruise? no idea. Yeah, I need to know about this. I have no idea. I just know that they would always have these two or three times a year. They'd have these booty cruises. See if you can. And where it essentially was like a cruise up and down the Mississippi or whatever, you know, get on a boat for like right. three hours and. So, Booty Cruise. Uh, Go to the Facebook page. Maybe we can find pictures of them. Dave Ryan in the morning. So, this is... When was the uh, last yeah. time they posted? 17. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yep. 2017 is the last time they posted the Facebook. Here they have a Booty Cruise. Now, you might think to yourself, oh, the Booty Cruise is going to be... It's on a paddle boat. Yeah. Right? How is much the, booty... Is that the boat that we were on Riverboat? Is that... God, does that, that look boat? like... That does look like it, doesn't it? I honestly, you know, I might have performed in a Rodgers and Hammerstein review on that boat. Oh, my oh God. What? Okay. At any time, <laughs> did you see Sharky and he announced it's a booty cruise? <laughs> no, different. I think I was on a different night. Oh, Oklahoma, cruise. when the winds come rolling and down these flames. And then it's like, oh, you know what else is playing? <sighs> Anybody want to help me out? I started the joke. Why don't you guys end you it? Guys, you guys know I do have the Oklahoma on vinyl, right? Wow. Oh yeah! Does it sound good, Russell? It's actually really good. It's one of the ones that's not scratched. I, I can I can verify. There is nothing worse than seeing the Oklahoma Oklahoma play, and the lead who was supposed to sing Oklahoma cannot hit Oklahoma like it should be in the oh, song. Oh no, that's no good. Yeah, yeah that's Which no good. Happened to me. Oh, so. Oklahoma, Oklahoma when the wind comes. You got to be able to hit that note. That's yeah. the one. That's the one thing. Because you I'm warning do. you, I don't want to. Ruin all my singing at the beginning because there's going to be some later. Oh, <laughs> I'm looking wow. forward to this. I'm ready. That's what we call a tease in the business. A tease. <laughs> Keep you around. <laughs> Normally, you're tickling my butt with a feather, but with that, you're kind of tickling my feather with your butt. Like it's oh, you've up the game. Okay. I'm excited. It's a reverse tickle. I, reverse tickle. That's a good idea, Aaron. Let's think about that. Okay. I grab your hand and rub it on me and then I laugh about oh. it. Oh, it's a reverse tickle. It's, it's a good thing I don't work for you. Yeah, in the business, we we call this an RT. Okay. We're, we're told not to call it real tickle anymore. Reverse Guys, tickle. I have figured out, I have procured us a sponsor, just so you know. Great. Oh. Uh, what, what's that? Old Stone of Minot will be sending each of us hats. Yes. So we yes, all get yes. Coldstone of Minot wow. hats. So we are officially sponsored by Coldstone. Are they going to listen to the Coldstone bit? 
Are they going to? Oh, probably. I don't know. Hopefully, right. the guys in Vegas in two weeks. When we're in Vegas on us... January 18th through the 22nd no, no. at the link. Okay. Now I'm just going to say he lives close. Jeez, who's getting in on the 18th? When I say hey. this guy, when <laughs> wow, I see this baller, when I see this guy in Vegas, I'm going to be looking right at his forearms. And I'm going to be. I'm going to be like, hmm? hmm. You know what I mean? I might give him something like, "Oh, can you sand the cylinder?" And I just want to see how he does. I like, can tell you that he. Does not have very strong. Well, maybe like one of his forearms is strong, but both of them All are takes. not because he's the owner, and I don't think he's. You got to check for calluses too. Yeah. I've been getting complaints about mine. Have you? Not enough. Not a real man. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when I got that massage that one time, and they rubbed my right forearm, and the lady's like, "Oh my god, this is the most tight forearm I've ever felt." <laughs> and I was like, "I play a lot of racquetball." <laughs> you were good at racquetball. We did. We played a lot of racquetball. We were we talking had, about we that. Playing racquetball, late night racquetball. Russ and I were talking about that. How we used to play racquetball until like 10, 30, 11 at night, just we like it was a normal down thing. The lifetime. Yeah, oh we'd play God. until our shirts were saturated, and then it was like we can't play anymore. Can you imagine if I played racquetball? If I played racquetball right now once until eleven. It would take me two weeks to recover. I'd be like lost in the wilderness. I'd be like, I don't know what to do. My bedtime's all off. I'm telling you guys, I'm on a bender right now. Yes, I, let's hear about it. Average bedtime about three thirty. Oh, oh no. my God. I'm dying. Oh my God. Okay. But Why? tomorrow. 3.30? Yeah. Cause I do what I want. Okay. Nobody tells me what to do on break. Okay. And it's very sad. Break <laughs> is coming to an end in a couple of days. So I am in that phase now where I just am like a full blown, like I'm on a full blown, just staying up late bender. Like it's Friday night, but it's already the Sunday night of your break. I'm exhausted. I can't, the idea that it's Friday night makes me so tired already. I just can't stand it. I just gotta, tomorrow I'm just going to sleep into like three reset. No problem. <laughs> Rob, you were mentioning playing racquetball night. I don't even know if I could get in that little door in a racquetball court now. Like, is there like a 10% like chance I, I like injure myself or get stuck or something or not? Russell was legitimately good at racquetball. Like, if there's one I thing, I, I, I picture Russell in my head and I say a lot of things about Russell, but I have always pictured Russell as an athlete. And racquetball was a huge part of that. Russell is a legit athlete. Now, when you got in there with Aaron, Aaron is athletic, your ass. but he would hit you with a ball every <laughs> fucking time. Yes. It was terrifying. Sure. You would get a ball what, right really? in the back. Yes. Oh, and once a game. Yes. Oh, jeez. You'd be like, I'm so sorry. And you had to believe him because he's Aaron. <laughs> yeah. I never hit anybody on purpose. I may have hit Zach from Colorado because anytime he hit me, I made sure to do the no sell. And he hated that. It was the one thing I ever had on him athletically. He'd be like, just act like it hurts. And like it did. But I could I could I could tamp it down because that was oh. the one thing I had on him as an You're athlete. You're like Kane from WWE. You just walk right through that shit. Like it yep. means like he wallop you over the head with a chair and you're like, nope, nothing. Wow. Yep, that was it. You probably you probably also know sell that because his wife is weird, right? Number one on the weird list, Rob. <laughs> yeah, that Rob, that's where you hit is. the song. Boom. Oh. Boom. <laughs> no, that's not well, that's not how we start. We don't start with a oh, song. Sorry. We start with a gong. Like okay. We started. It's very close. Oh, is this an episode? In twenty twenty, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest five hundred albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own. Unless you disagree close enough. So please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 178. Okay? 178 in the motherfucking house. And from 1965, we have the King of Soul. Wow. Otis Redding. Wow. Otis Blue. First Otis Redding album, right? It's, and yes. maybe what, only our second or third Memphis Soul album? Jeez, I'm so stoked. Guys, we're, we're going back to Memphis. We're going back to Stax today. This I can tell you, Russ got on and he announced tonight is going to be a banger. 
Okay, so yeah. in Russ, we trust. And Russ, I'm going to start by saying, you know, I know that you've been coming to us for advice. And I heard, mm-hmm. and, and I just like that now, instead of coming to us for advice, you said, hey, Rob, I have an idea for a song. Can I write it down and you do it? And I said, of course, Russell, I'm happy to help. So let's play that song right now. Russell came up. He's going to take some of our advice. Let's listen to the, okay, Rob, let's turn on the radio and just hear this great song that Russell wrote. Okay, oh, yeah. again, Love it. Russell wrote this. Wrote it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. We got a song today sent in by Russell. That would go under the R's. Oh, yeah. When my work is through, I listen to records in my living room. Love it. When I am done with them, I file them on my shelf using a simple system. Yeah. But I think I need to teach my roommates how to correctly put the records away. (laughs) I think she will appreciate this lesson of mine. Think about it. I will simply explain it's alphabetical by the last name. Yes, that's true. We should follow simple system Good let me know if you have any questions that's important to say i think thank you is what she'll exclaim for the time i take to explain i think she'll appreciate this lesson of Exchange. I love living with someone else. Just put the records alphabetically on the shelf. Yeah. All right. When you want to hear about the greatest. It was New Year's Eve. I was like, let's make some cocktails. Vikings run. Let's get out the, the creamed uh, violet. Do a purple cocktail, the aviation from the from booze and vinyl, the purple cocktail. Yeah. Put on the Prince album. She was like, not sure where the Prince album was. I went right to the P section, pulled it out, put it on. Always, and the P section's got to be the best section. Go right to the P. (laughs) Well, it feels like you should like stop, make a couple of other stops on the way. That is not the Chuck Berry section, Aaron. (laughs) I was that wasn't that wasn't the P I was talking about. That's what you were going for, (laughs) Pearl Jam. (laughs) Yeah, Pearl Jam. Listen. This is Beck did it better. I've got three guys here and Disaster. we want to talk about Otis Redding. I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing tonight? Uh, good, Rob. I want to walk. I want to rock you. I want you to rock me slow. Oh, I could do that. Thanks for having me. I got to say, Matt, of all the kids, I think I, of all the people on this podcast, I think I could raise as a kid. I think you'd be number one. Yeah. Guys, who's your number one kid you'd want on this podcast? If I, if one of us was your kid, who would it be? Me, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. Want to be Aaron? I'd want to raise myself. (laughs) You'd want to raise yourself. That's so sick. I bet Matt was self-sufficient by like the age of eight. Mm -hmm. I I bet he was emancipated. I was. I was. (laughs) I was emancipated. Yep. Get me away from those dang parents. (laughs) I noticed that none of you picked me. So, jokes on you because I was actually a great kid. Okay, I had lots of thoughts, and I let people know 
All you're good time. at eating eggs, as we've discussed. Oh, well, so I, I, the problem is, I think if if I was a member of a country club, then probably I'd have you, Rob, because you'd be per, you're a perfect country club kid. But I, I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not a member of a country club, so I you can't. get a discount on the tennis and golf lesson combo. We have talked about this, okay? <laughs> okay, I didn't use it just for the cigarette machine that was also downstairs. <laughs> just a straight up. Cigarette machine. You could have been buying cigarettes the whole time. For like five bucks a pack, I send them to the future, make a billion dollars. You know where we used to get cigarettes as kids? <laughs> Where's that? Whoa. The bowling alley. We would oh. steal them from the bowling alley. <laughs> now, how Wait, did you I've go never, Russell, I've never seen you smoke a cigarette in all the I've, years we've I've been hanging out I've probably together. less than five cigarettes in my life, but we did. <laughs> one of the five I've probably had in my life is we did... Uh, I would call it Geifling a couple packs from oh, a, a bowling alley. Oh, that's such a great word. So, Russell, how exactly did you guyful a couple packs from the bowling alley? Like, did, are, are you like, hey, what are those shoes back there? Like, hey, oh, no, I dropped my ball on your foot. Then you take them. Or I what? think there was like a <laughs> like a, a side room where, you know, bowlers must have gone to hang out and talk about bowling or something. And you kind of looked there and you didn't really know what as like a like a 12 year old. You didn't really know what was going on right. in there. But we saw cigarettes once and we we guyfled a few packs. So there's just <laughs> your story. Explain nothing what I wanted to know. So you just went in and there were just loose packs of cigarettes around or you just were, grabbed them? They were like loose packs of cigarettes in like a side room. And and, and these are complimentary movie guys. We took some. So so you, you you the concept you have is that people are bowling and they're like, yeah. hey, let's talk about bowling. The guy's like, you know what? I'd love to. It's so fucking loud out here, though. All I can hear are these pins and balls. Let's go to the side room where we can chat Why about bowling. Why else is there a side room in a bowling alley? What else are they doing in there? I don't know. Like... It, I think you're have right. A, you have a pizza party in there after you go bowling. Very there, it could very well be like private party room in the bowling alley. Aaron, you're right. Apple Place Bowl, Apple Valley. I don't know that it still exists, but if it did, Matt's buddy out there, I'd recommend it. They got cigarettes laying around. <laughs> it's always a good one. Russell in Minneapolis, how are you doing tonight? Rob, I know a lot about my booze and vinyl book, and I know about the espresso martinis I shook, but I don't know much about algebra. Could you come over here and look? Is this what a slide rule is for? Oh, wow. <laughs> I like the idea that they're using a slide rule to like get to the moon, you know, and they're like, this is, we use this computer power. Russell's also measuring his wang with one. <laughs> oh. like, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't slide as far as you think it would. No. <laughs> I'm using the inside of these calipers. Yo. Uh, and I've got and Aaron. Do you, do you go, when you use the slide rule, do you go from the base to the end or, or where do you, where, like, I don't even know where to start with that slide rule. You know, I don't think I've ever measured my penis. Can I be real with you guys? So, it'd be so demoralizing. I, yeah, why would you? Uh, no, I'm not going to measure. I've never penis. done it. I've been, t I mean, guys, have I been naked around rulers before? Of course. Okay. <laughs> All right. He's a teacher. Ooh. I mean, of course. Yeah. Oh, oh, Aaron, I am not getting naked Ooh. at work. Okay. That's like the number one place I do not get naked. Uh, What's the number two place? Yeah. <laughs> number two place I haven't been naked. Honestly, probably a bowling alley. I think if you find yourself naked at a bowling alley, you're in a bad place. You got some questions. To yeah, answer, there's yeah. like if I saw somebody naked at a bowling alley, I'd be like, that guy's fucked up. He's done something <laughs> fucked up or he's fucked up. Something's wrong. This is not normal. Like if you saw a naked guy at the mall, you'd be like, well, I could see that. Like there's, you know, there's clothing. You run out, you get scared. There's a spider. Whatever. But the, but the bowling alley, like you're like, I'm never putting any money on that air hockey table again, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it feels good ah. when I sit on it. <laughs> What? The air blows, oh. blows up. I had a buddy once that was walking around naked at, uh, it was like father daughter day at, 
at St. No. Olaf and he was no. riding around in a scooter no. naked. That's that was good. story what? for another day. Uh, yeah, it seems like a good one. Some people would say that's actually funny. I, I got to say, being on a scooter naked too, no thanks. Mm, They're chain, chain driven, hard pass. Oh, oh. hey, if, if, pass. if Rob, why don't you introduce Aaron? I've got a story about uh, the, the person who might have been riding around naked when, when Rob introduces Aaron here. I've got Aaron out in California. Now, Aaron was recently a personal trainer, but he, it turns out the weights were too heavy for him, so he had to give his two-week notice. <laughs> did my best. I did my best. That's pretty good. I couldn't, I couldn't live. I got a story about that, maybe for my rolling going. But uh, I don't. I'm just so stoked to talk about this album. I love this album. I love Otis Redding. You guys know that. Um, but I do think Rob, maybe you're tired, and your love is growing cold. But my love's growing stronger as this affair grows old. So let's talk about Otis Blue. Let's talk wow. about Otis Redding. Oh. Aaron, should we have an affair? I mean, we could start. Is that how affairs start? I don't think you announce it like that. I think I they, they have to. I, like, I, could, I'm, I could do some hand-holding maybe, but I'm not sure about anything. Listen, like if that. it's anything like movies I've been watching online, we might have massage each other here. And I think that's how it starts. <laughs> okay. okay. No, give it a shot. First we it, can cook some vegan food. First, it starts with an ad that I have to wait five seconds for before I skip. <laughs> okay, And if you laughed at that, that's for my porn heads out there. Uh, listen, let's get into the Aaron voice. Aaron the hardest. Freaks <laughs> on the phone. Why not? Now, today's voicemail is not a voicemail. No. Rather, this is a very normal way to send somebody information. This is a link to a Google Drive audio file about... What? This is Magic Mike calling about his experience seeing U2 in the... I like it. The Sphere? Did he go to the Sphere? In the he Sphere. So twice. I think he Man. saw him twice. I, so I have what? cut this down. This is section... We'll just call this section one. Okay, and if people don't want to hear this, hey, hey, call the voicemails. Feel free. Rob, Rob, don't insult him this close to the Vegas trip. I'd, oh, yeah. Already <laughs> we definitely have to check the front desk for packages this time. Hey, hey, do we have any packages here? Yeah, can you uh, just run that through a quick scanner? Please? <laughs> All right, let's listen. Hey, I promised a call in for the U2 shows. Uh, just got back last hey, hold night. Hold on, pause, 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 pause. second pause. of two of is he is he like using audacity? Like that was the clearest yes, audio we've ever. He's using a professional recording. No, he definitely now. did. Yeah, he he heard the call. He wants to have good sound quality on our podcast. One hundred percent. Hats off to Magic Mike for using right a real thing to send us a f- audio file over Drive. Again, very normal way to reach out to strangers. Here we go. Of my YouTube shows, um, possibly getting to go to a third one in January. Uh, not sure if it's going to be the same week. You guys are in January though. Oh, um, Hopefully the first it is. Show I was the crazy fan that stayed out uh, all night and was able to secure a spot on the rail Ooh, with nice. the edge and Ooh. or so on edge's side and um, yeah, it was basically like right in front of the edge the whole time. He played several guitar solos right in front of me. It felt like I was like in a small club hold seeing on, hold you on, two. Rob, hold on, quick. Um, I mean, Magic Mike's got to know. We call him David around here, right? He's not the Ash, it's David. <laughs> I couldn't remember. I was like, you know, I was like I, Brian? I can't remember. David. We love David. you, David. <laughs> Matt, you always, always ripped on the edge. I always loved him when he was in The Brood with Gangrel that he tag-teamed with Christian. <laughs> yeah. Him as a solos wrestler, great, great, great champion. Yep. He bulked up. Like, he was not, he was, he carried a lot more weight than he was meant to. He really worked hard to move up to the heavyweight division. Now, was the edge a guy, a buff blonde guy with long hair? Yes. yes. There's like a hundred of those guys. I get them all confused. 
He had kind of a vampire uh, yeah. backstory, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of. Actually, there's two guys I know for a fact have a vampire backstory. Like that's crazy. <laughs> that that's not narrowing it down. Who is a vampire? Well, Edge Christian. Yeah, he was with Gangrel, the Brood. I, yeah, guys, I don't know what you're talking about. Fun. I don't know what you're talking about. That's insane to me. All right, let's get back with the voicemail. So he got the first concert up front. Good for him, by the way. That sounds rad. Uh, it felt like just the people on the floor were the only people around me. Um, you kind of forgot about the the all the people in the seats um, and the, the common sound, folk, the sound if you sphere, will. No matter where you, I, either place I sat um, was fucking amazing. Like I've never heard a concert sound this good. It was just I mean you could hear the resonance on the guitar. You could hear. Just every Russell, can you explain real quick resonance on guitar? Actually, this is not the um I will be saying the word resonance at least twice later in the podcast. Oh my gosh. I have it Ooh. in my notes. Oh, all right. Oh is this Everybody is this about you being Rob? I'm also gonna be using the term um mouth cavity, just a warning. That's, that's I I think I know where this is going. I like it. You know it, don't Russell, you? I think I got it. I like it. Is this when you were an RA and you thought you were a residence assistant? You're like, oh, you're doing some throat singing. Dude, Rob knows what I'm doing. Yes. Yeah, I got it. Here we go. (laughs) Single note, and it wasn't just a wash of sound. It was was like you were listening to headphones. It was just so good. The drawback of standing is that you don't get to see all the visuals very well. Um, It's, you know, it's like your front row in a movie theater, right? So it's like, really, you're like having to crane your neck to see anything. There was a lot of stuff that was happening way up high um, that I didn't really see necessarily without like really having to crane my neck. But you have the the benefit of the fact that like, yeah, the band is performing right in front of you. You're feeling that energy. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing like. So are you guys sitting up front to see the band or you want to see the whole visual thing? I think if I little? was going to go to a U2 concert at there, I would go to see the visual effects because I've seen them, you know, I've, I've followed a lot on trying to figure out and seeing like these desert scenes and these smoke going in the mountains and you can go in there and you can see like, like uh, giraffes are coming to like, yeah, this is not at the concerts and stuff, but like this place looks phenomenal. And so, but if you're a big U2 fan, hello, I'm a big U2 hello. fan, you know, I think you would, like, you would, yeah, you would go up front if you can. Like I, I applaud Magic Mike sixty nine for being that guy who's waiting outside and then gets on the rail, especially in front of uh, David. Well, I, I tell you, so if you don't know that the 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 sphere is like a big three hundred sixty degree thing where they can put up a screen, they can have a change. Wait, what shape is the? What what shape is it? Unknown. We don't know. We're not sure. Okay, <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's in Las Vegas. Or and, and so basically they they had they did this thing and the sphere is playing images all around them, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you think, Russell? Do you get by the band or you want to see the the video show? I think I want to see the video show. I think that's what sets it off and makes it different. I think I think I want to see the whole show. I want to I want to be back. I want to be able to take in everything. Well, let's go into what where Mike goes here. Being right in front of a band and that kind of goes with any concert. Um, you know those big stadium tours. It's just like you're so disconnected from the band when you're further back. My experience from the back. So my the back seats I had were level four oh six front row of level 406 so it was like center front row and i was basically in the center of that that row so it was like almost like i was center center of the front row of the top um 
but those were doing. awesome seats other than they were awesome seats for the screen that was like just an amazing experience for the the visuals which were just the biggest i'm actually been in times a hundred right i mean everything is just so big in your face um amazing and so if you guys get a chance definitely try to go when you're there in january okay listen i'm just gonna stop you right there mike no we won't be going in january okay wait will, are we sure 100 percent. we're going to dinner we're going we are not going we're to going dinner. to it Man already sideswiped it. We're going to a dinner. Uh, I'm actual going. dinner. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make a reservation. I'm gonna go to a dinner. Aaron, you, you and I will that. have dinner. We'll have pizza next to each other at the sports book. That's what more do you want? Mm, what a healthy that dinner. Sounds nice. That does sound nice. It does sound nice. It does sound nice. So it, it doesn't. But I'm going for the visuals too, because like I've seen, I've seen a band up close. I've seen the teenage prayers at the 400 bar. I was right, right by the stage. So I've seen what a band looks like. I want to see the visuals, man. Now I have to say, I, I he, he said that, that later that the, those tickets are about 150 bucks and now he thinks they're more like 300. So that they, they're going up in price a little bit, but I thought 150 front row of a balcony to see you two in the sphere. I was like, that's way cheaper than what I thought right. they were going to be charging. Yep. That's not bad For at sure. all. Uh, and I will say this, Russell, I did see on TikTok, somebody got the Russell, what I call the Russell seats mm. where they went to the sphere and they were below the balcony. And they didn't realize those seats existed. So when you look up, you just see the ceiling, oh, like the balcony. Sad. You don't oh, see the ceiling. No. I saw that too, yeah. It oh, would be no. absolutely brutal. That's that's a crusher. And we would tell Russell, like, Russell, make sure you're not under the balcony. Russell would be like, these guys fucking tell me what to do. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, if it rains, we're covered. It looks like we're there. there. All we've got is the Darren Aronofsky's postcard from Earth. So kind of like that. The giraffes and the elephants and all the stuff that I was talking that about. That sounds cool. I would check that out. Absolutely not. Hard pass. <laughs> sounds like it's, it has a little bit of culture to it. Aronofsky, don't need it. Okay, I will be frying my brain over four days. So, sorry. Aaron, we're only going. How's it going with you? Oh, it's going great. I We went swimming today. That was nice. It was good to get out of the house. Uh, oh, I got two things. And I got two things. One is uh, I bought iodized salt and I wasn't sure how I would feel about this, but I, it's not, it's not that bad. It's not bad. Bro, have you not been mm -hmm. doing any iodized salt? No, I don't do iodized salt. And go, go gadget goiter. You got to look out, Aaron. I'm You're saying, just the kind of guy that would get a goiter. I decided I should do some iodized salt. So I, but I, but like when we go to Airbnb or whatever, like you use the Morton's, I don't like the taste of it, but I took a chance on some iodized salt. It's not bad. And you know, I feel like it's going to help my health. So there that's good. Is Absolutely no difference between the Morton salt and other iodized you salt. Can, dude, you can taste it. There, you can that is, it. that cannot be true. I'm telling you, you can taste it. In a blind taste test, I could taste it. Absolutely. Okay, the, you know what? We are doing are in Vegas. So tiny. I don't, I'm getting different kinds of salts in Vegas. I've changed my off? mind. Yeah, doing this is a salt, salt off. off. Okay. What's, yes. Matt, Matt, what's your favorite kind of salt? I have no idea. I I feel like I feel like you and Russell when you you know and Rosie and I are talking about something and I'm like this is just completely <laughs> what in the hell are you talking about iodized bro, salt versus not? You don't salt? have any like truffle salt. You don't have any pink Himalayan salt. No, no, oh, bro. I was making fun of Aaron, but I feel like making fun of I you too the, now. I usually just do the diamond kosher salt, and then I recently got some Maldon flaky sea salt for you know finishing. Yeah. I, I got my son to eat some peanut butter toast today because I put some sea, uh, some uh, Maldon salt on it because he won't even eat peanut butter toast. That's a whole different story for another time, along with Matt's stripper friend. We heard that already, I guess. How about this? Should we do a kid exchange, Aaron? You send your yeah. kid to me for like three weeks. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Let's do it. We need a lot of video of it, though. Oh yeah, he's gonna find out. Well, it'll be like he'll be like, "What's for dinner?" I'm like, "I don't know. 
I thought you were planning it. Like, I don't, I'm busy. I think Rob would last less than 12 minutes with Aaron's son. I, I just have a feeling Aaron's son would bring an energy that Rob just is not ready for. He's, no, I think they would, they would hit it off. He would come back and be an iPad expert. Like, yeah, Dad, well, that's all right. Dad, I got more iPad time. Any other kid my age already. Okay. It's all Dad, Uncle Rob. You should check out the, check out this vegan cooking show Rob showed me. Oh, oh. You got to wait, watch all the way to the end. Yeah. Make sure you watch all the way to the end. Uh, but the thing I'm actually really excited. So the iodized salt, I think is not bad. And I think it's maybe going to improve some of our health outcomes in my household. Uh, what I'm really excited oh, about, though, and it was Jesus fun. Christ. It was fun. I finally today, I know at least one of our listeners had uh, hipped us to this on the on the thread that we're on, the, the text thread. But this new, guys, this T-Pain live show. This fucking rules. Like, it's so much fun. Pull it up. And it actually, you got to pull it up. It's what is so it? fun. What are you T-Pain talking about? Singing, T-Pain. What, what did I send you the other day? T-Pain singing what? You said Tennessee whiskey yes. the other day, T-Pain which is great. singing Tennessee whiskey. Pull that up. But he also covers, like, Daughtry. He covers Ozzy Osbourne. Luther Vandross, Ozzy Osbourne. It's so fun. Your journey. It's so fun. And it's available everywhere now. Yeah. And he sounds great. Ever like I had been seeing this stuff on social media. Like, where's he even hiding this voice? Like, why? And it's so it it feels like T Pain's like a he's like an auto tune guy, isn't he? He's right. He's been doing auto tune for hey. years, and it turns out he can absolutely rip it. I'm going to come when I pass out. <laughs> That's auto tune. Hello. <laughs> what? <laughs> I would say. Oh, I, I get it. The auto can I just part. say this? Yeah. If we go into Russell's hotel room. And he's uh, Jessica Rabbit is paused on the screen, and Russell has his belt around his neck. And stone Cold Dead, dude. I'll, I'll take the I'll take the credit for that. You can tell everyone about that. That's an auto tune. You know what I mean? Right. Listen to this. Oh, this is fire! I uh, know. Might have to let this play for a while. <laughs> he's so good. Wait till it kicks in, too. Just holy cow. What a great intro to this album, too. Yeah. This is amazing. Is it any surprise that T-Pain is a talented artist? That's not surprising to me at all. It's like it's like when you what what it reminded me of is those videos where Brian Scalabrini just destroys dudes. Yeah. Those I love those videos, Aaron. <laughs> it's so good. This is so good. All I had heard is the Warpigs. Because you know that's my jam. Right, he did Warpigs too. Pull up it only has 404,000 more views than Hot Sauce on Feet. <laughs> wow. And so it was so fun because he also covered Change is Gonna Come. And so it was this, like, the the album is of such of the lineage of Sam Cooke, Otis Redding. It reminded, like, the... The vibe of the album is so similar to Sam Cooke at the Copa, where except it's like if Sam Cooke got to be whoever he wanted at the Copa. And so it was so much fun to listen to today. So that, that really made my day. I was doing that, alternated with Otis Redding. And it was super fun because like I just love to hear Otis. And I'm usually against deluxe editions, as you guys know. Yeah. But I had the deluxe edition of this thing on. So it, like it's like 40 tracks. And all day, like wherever I was in the house, like once in a while, I could hear Otis yell. And then I put T-Pain on. I heard T-Pain doing his thing. It was it was a good day. So, Aaron, yeah, Matt, what, what, Matt, shout I, out to you for 
hipping people to the, to the T-Pain album. What's up? Rob? How do I get your job? I mean, I need your job so bad. Like, did you work today? Yeah. I, yeah. Damn. Damn. I had to talk about who gets an excellent rating and who gets a damn. successful rating. Are you, are you Rose at a two hour calibration session? Are you required <sighs> to give somebody mean? a not satisfactory rating? Like, do you have to judge everybody? And then some people are, does not meet expectations or something like Making, that. Making Aaron talk about work at night is so funny to me. This is my favorite <laughs> I bit. I don't have to give anybody. How many, a but, okay, but how many people you got underneath? Yeah, thirteen. Aaron's going to take. 13. Aaron's going to take twelve 13. minutes off tomorrow on uh, Monday morning because he had to do this right now. He's going to be like, That's no, right. fuck, I'm, I'm on the clock. How I'm many people? How many people got does did not meet expectations or whatever no, whatever no. your guys' rating system is? Zero. Nobody's going to get a does not meet expectations. No. Okay. Hey. If you guys were my managers and were going to put me on a performance plan for this podcast, what would you say to me? What would, what do I need to? I would say, how's it rolling going with you, Russell? It's time to fuck, perform. You're on the fuck spot. You, fuck, <laughs> fuck you, boss. You're not going to fire me. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to go to your, you're going to go to your boss and report me, Aaron. Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> hey, give me some, why don't you, why don't you play John Henry's hammer a few more times? That's, that was great, man. That, that, that whole joke just went red. I mean, nobody even, that was, I tried that and it just, nobody got it. You're going to fire me Crazy. like you fired Dorothy in the pumpkin outfit a few years I ago on Halloween. The lady in the, it wasn't me who fired the lady in the pumpkin. It's a nice callback though, but it wasn't I, me who fired that lady. You're going to make me go fault. to Portland and, and stay in, stay in the, stay in the uh, oh, lowest grade hotel in the city. Is that what you're going to do here? I did do that. Crack. We're going to do a trust fall, but yep. just avoid these needles that are in the grass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Look out for that. all my work, all my greatest hits. You're pulling them up. So what you're saying is I'm getting a raise. You, yeah. You, you're going to raise and a promotion. And yeah, now okay. we want to know how it's rolling going with you. Rolling going. Things are going good. A couple things to cover. I told you guys the other day I was out on records. I lied. Oh, I lied. Was back. Just when I thought Liar. I was out. So today. You pull me back in, Johnny. You hear that? <laughs> <laughs> it's time to talk about Oh, yeah. That sting does not need to be 18 seconds long. There's no reason I think for that. That's, I think that's the right length. So quiet and loud, that's, too. That's it makes no said. sense. That's what she Russell, said, Aaron. Russell, just like the I've Guinness Book. I've never measured it, but. Just like the Guinness Book, you're full of records. Okay, now hop off that little motorcycle and show us what you got. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's time to clip your fingernails. So tonight, I, I was uh, we did like a little family holiday thing. I was at my mom's and I was driving back to Minneapolis, going up Cedar, and then I was getting on 62, Matt. So I'm going Gross. by oh, the Mall of America, going cross town, getting back on 35, coming downtown. Okay. And I realize I'm almost out of gas. I'm almost out of gas. But I have told you guys, I hate downtown gas stations. The downtown gas stations here are the worst. Like some bad shit's going to happen. There's just weird, too much weird stuff going on in the downtown gas stations. I'm out. Did you get off at Portland I go to head anymore. over to the SA across from No Name Matt, Records? I got off on Portland. I went over to the SA right there. <laughs> this is so gross. I filled my really tank is. up <laughs> and I've already told the upstairs tenant I'm going to be back in like a half hour. So I, I fill the tank up. I'm ready to go. I look across the street. No, no Name, Name Records, Records is right yep. there. And I'm what like, what can you do? What, how do I not go over there? I know I hate records and it's just a waste of money, but why would I not go? And just siren so song. I, yep. I Google, they're open till 8 p.m. I've got another hour. There's an open parking spot in there. Perfect spot to go. I got to go in, right? Like yep. uh, it was calling for it, you. It's a sign. So I went in there and, you know, it's weird. You guys may know this better than I do. I'm coming to the realization 
record stores have very different levels of records like in the store. Like some of them have stuff. 99% of the stuff is stuff you've never heard of. I can't imagine why anyone would ever buy it. This is coming from us nerds who are listening to all these albums, but some of them have a ton of like well-known records that are used. No name records is kind of on the, uh, sketchier quality, I would say, but it's a great store. So here's the four I came up oh with eventually. I, oh at boy, at one go. point, I got worried I was going to have to walk out with nothing. I was like, I have to get something. Aaron's told me I have to buy something. I have to do a pity buy or something, right? I mean, yeah, I usually buy if I go in, yeah. <clears throat> so here's what I ended up coming out with. First one I picked, Leonard Skinnerd, second helping. It's got Sweet Home Alabama as the opening track. I mean, that seems cool. What else is on there? I don't know, Aaron. It's not all the hits. There's, <laughs> according to everything I could Google in there, in the in the quick time I tried, it is the second best Leonard Skinner album. There's another one that's got all of the other hits. All right. But I figured if it's the second best one, I can I can buy that one, right? I think so. Russell, you got Leonard. You got Leonard Skinner. By the way, Leonard Skinner. Do you know what they named their band after? Their principal. Yeah, I think it's oh. the principal who said that they'd never like yeah, tr- do anything any with their lives. That's great. That'd be God. That would be so baller to be that principal to be named Leonard Skinnerd, and somebody you taught becomes so famous that they make fun of you. Oh, my <laughs> dream come true. It'd be like if someone, if someone, if was named Beck did it better. We had to pay him all these royalties on all the money we're making. <laughs> mm-hmm. Rob, seriously, are we going to ever make like penny one? Yeah, bro. I got these Coldstone cars coming. Okay, didn't you hear oh, about yeah. that? <laughs> What's the resale value of those hats? <laughs> Well, yeah, there's not even cards, it's just hats. Just hats. Uh, I assume millions of dollars. <laughs> Second album I picked up was Cat Stevens, now Yusuf Islam. It's Teaser and Firecat, which featured Wind and Peace Train. Oh, wow. I don't, I don't actually know those songs. Do the Wind, yeah, do wind do. Rob. That's, this is so you good. This is one of my favorite songs ever. It's a good one. The good one. Aaron, do you have a cat? Uh, Stevens. Yeah. To the wind. I think I do, yeah. Oh. I think I have a cat. I think I've got a cat Stevens hole in wow. my brain. That's, the YouTube video for this is definitely some kid playing with a stray squirrel. Don't like yeah, squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me kid. uncomfortable. Yeah, that's, that's weird. so gross. That's yeah. weird. Ugh. That's how you get like monkeypox, ironically. Oh. Just something to think about. I saw Wind and Peace Train as the opening and closing track. I was like, everything in the middle's got to be good then, too. So I got to get that one, right? Mm hmm. But next one, I don't know if we've ever talked about this artist. I think he's the artist who does the uh, what's the what's the the long song from Piano Bars about the the boat that goes down in uh, Edmund Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Is that Gordon Lightfoot? Yep. Yes. Yeah. So it doesn't have this one on here, but instead it has a different song I love. Wait, how is there anybody from Minnesota who doesn't know that's Gordon Lightfoot? I thought that was like no, stamped I know on what, your I, birth dude, Aaron, it Aaron, I forget your name half the time. I've known you for thirty years. <laughs> oh God, that's so long. The album is Gordon Lightfoot. It's Sundown. Check out the the title track for this one. It's such a good song. I don't know if you guys know this one. All right, this song's good. Yes. I've seen this album in multiple record stores, and every time I'm kind of like hemming and hawing, and finally it's just like, you know what? I need that album, so I got it. Oh, I like it. There is not a dad record collection anywhere that does not have Gordon Lightfoot in it. Russell, what am I What are my uh, tip, my my little tips from last week, or my uh, facts? And I left it off. Was about Gordon Lightfoot and the song. This is very 
weird that you're bringing us this up. Wow. So this song was written about uh, a chick, somebody named Kathy Smith. Kathy Smith went to jail for supplying the drugs that killed Jim Belushi. John Belushi. Oh, no. John Belushi. Wow. So Jim Belushi's dead? Don't say that. <laughs> Don't even joke about that. About it's John Belushi, right? He's the one in, in Animal House. He's the more famous one. Yeah, mm-hmm. saying that right. Well, yeah. the ta- he's the talented one. Yeah. So this Have you guys ever seen Red Kathy Heat Smith? with Arnold Schwarzenegger and John Belushi? Jim Belushi. Very good. I was actually out with some friends. This was like three years ago, and we were uh, listening to some music, having some drinks, and someone started doing like, "Well, what's your favorite song?" And this was when I was in the zone of "Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy" by Kanye. That was my jam. I listened to it over and over. This was that's what I proposed, and one of the people that was in the group with us proposed "Sundown" by Gordon wow. Lightfoot. I listened to it. I was like, "That's a great call." That's that is a great song. So I yeah, picked that up call. tonight too. I'm adding that one to my Matt's soft jams. Yes, that's a good soft jam. And then I got one. I last had one, one of those the other night, man, on New Year's Eve. Did you? Too much champagne. Okay. Where's Matt's fault? She called it Matt's soft jams, and I was like, well, "Don't say that. That doesn't help." <laughs> She did do a little dirty talk with me, though, Aaron. You know what she said first? <laughs> I want to go to sleep. <laughs> I was like, yeah, damn, I know what that means. <laughs> you want to, but you can't resist. You can't resist this. Okay? She's addicted. She, yeah, she's addicted to what the dick did. Okay? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she can't get, she's putting Narcan in. Oh, God. Last one I, last one I picked up, Aaron, I think that dick was so good. <laughs> what? What was that, Rob? Uh, that's uh, my wife doing Narcan after I dicked her down so well. <laughs> you asked. <laughs> when you have to explain the joke, it's... No, I, I, I love explaining jokes. You guys, hey, just, just to let you know, anytime you want me to explain one of my jokes, let me know. Happy to do Rob, it. Rob, I did, I did have a comment from a uh, person I just uh, know. They happened to oh, uh, pay things, part of the rent in this house. Things are going They did ask me. They said, they said, what would happen if Rob's wife ever listened to the podcast? I mean, what if the sky was upside down? Like it doesn't, it would never happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what if my grandma was a bike? Like it's, it's never going to happen. So it doesn't matter. What if your uncle is a monkey? <laughs> yeah. It just, I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, you don't think I say these same things to her all the time? Oh, mm. I don't. We don't see each other. Hey, okay, I'm doing this podcast a lot. The last album I picked up, this was another one where I had to Google it and see if this was like, what was the best album by this artist? Um, at least one list that I looked at had this was the number one. Aaron, you might know, you might have this one. It's uh, Whitney Houston by Whitney Houston. Yes. That's her first album. Whitney first Houston. album, With yes. the orange cover was Saving All the Orange love. cover, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know what the hit song is or the, the best one is in, yeah. but. I think it's probably Saving All My Love, but it's also got a Teddy Pendergrass duet on there. Uh Gosh, what else is on there? That is number 249 on the list, Russell. We'll be getting it to it. No, it's not Whitney. It's the, it's the orange one where she looks like the like Cleopatra kind of. That's the one right there. Yeah. yeah. You give good love, right? Uh, also, the greatest love of all, I think, is on there. Greatest love of all. Was that on, was that on the NBA video, Russell? Am I thinking of that? I don't know. I was watching a few of the there, NBA ones the other day, though. There cannot be somebody dunking to the greatest love of all. I think, I think it's on I, there. You might... Unless it's like maybe a Clyde Drexler or something. 
<laughs> Julia Serving. Uh, Julia Serving was the greatest love of all. The doctor. I've watched this MB. I watched this so much that it triggered me. Like when you said the greatest, and I'm like, oh, I think that's on the NBA <laughs> Superstars <Jay>. video. <laughs> it really is sick that you know that, I think. It's wonderful. It's it's such a strange. It's Dude, only, Rob, what is your Wi-Fi speed? Watching this yeah. YouTube thing, I was we like, We need to man. compare Wi-Fi speeds yeah. again. Yeah, we need check to. Out, yeah. <laughs> I got some stuff taken up heavy bandwidth. <laughs> I've got some 3D 4K stuff that I'm downloading. We better check those downloads now. So the so those were the four I picked up. I stopped at four because I realized I had told the upstairs roommate I was going to be home in like 20 minutes. And then I made a stop for like 30 to 40 minutes that was unexpected. So that was what I did. I, so did I, you bring anything home for her? Or was it Whitney Houston was for her? What? Yeah, what? yeah, Whitney. Yeah, Whitney Houston was for her. Yeah, <laughs> I got her Whitney Houston. Yeah, yeah. It says Russ real big on the. If you cover. guys remember the last two records I got her were both scratched and like unlistenable, so I don't think oh, that's okay, the route I'm going to yeah, go anymore. Fair. There's one other thing I needed to chat with you guys about. We said we were. Not, I told you guys I was not going to bring this up again until someone brought it up. The other day we were out watching some football games with some friends. Someone brought it up. It's back. It's the Elite Eight nice. of the DVD back. Everybody has been waiting for this for <laughs> sure. <laughs> the Elite Eight. And Rob, I don't know. Are we going to let you guys vote? Are we still doing the same voting pattern? Yeah. Do you still know how to work the yeah. Instagram? Of course. I'm yeah. an Instagram superstar. If you guys remember, the first matchup on our Elite Eight... Is no. the comedy section? It's Dumb and Dumber yeah. versus Uncle Buck and the Great Outdoors Combo Pack. Oh, the Combo Pack is hard. Easy for me. It's a great com- combo pack, but Dumb and Dumber is the greatest yeah, Dumb and Dumber of all Dumber. time. So. It, I told you, yeah. it's going to be Dumb and Dumber versus Godfather. I Godfather. know, it's so great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. It's the best. <laughs> I think this is the the. Loyola Marymount division or one of these schools that no one's ever heard of. It's the action movies. It's Fight Club versus Kill Bill. Which one advances to the final four? Fight Club. Kill Bill. Oh, Rob. I got to go Kill Bill. Whoa, Rob hates agreeing with me, but he's got to do it. I got to go Kill Bill. I just, too many guys were like, Fight Club, it's his dual personality. And I was like, well, then who was he talking to underground when he's fighting? Because they talk to each other for long periods of time where all the guys around him like, who's he talking to? He's talking to nobody. So there's a chance that the voters out there, if they really if they really whip the votes, could come back and take that one over. But it's going to be tough. All right. The next one is the sports movies. I think this is one of the toughest ones ever. I love both of them. It's Major League versus Slapshot. Easy. Major League. Lance. Oh. I, I'm going Slapshot. If they didn't have the corny ending where Jake went and, you know, had his catcher's gear on and went and made out with the chick, I, I would a little different. But oh, Slapshot. But, but not, the cor- not, the, not the corny ending in Slapshot, though. Yeah, and the Slapshot is great. Player. It's out starts twirling around. I have said I have for the longest time, Slapshot is the best sports movie of all time because it's so underrated. Nobody remembers it as a sports movie or anything. They never add it to the list. I have to go Slapshot. That is crazy to me. Man, Trade me right that, fucking that now. scene you were talking about, he Hang goes up. into this woman's place. He pulls down her outfit with his cleats, cleats with his, his cleats, baseball his, cleats. His dress, yeah, with his cleats. It's hot as hell. And, and he's, you know he what? Took, he yeah. took the bullpen car over to her house. Yes. Yeah, I mean, 
And yeah, we've all been incredible. there. That's that's our equivalent of going down to St. Louis or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's us in the bullpen car. <laughs> like if, if there's a girl like that said, hey, I'll have sex with you tonight. All you have is a bullpen card. I wouldn't even think twice. I'd kill anybody who's in my way to get you, that bullpen car. You take that down the Cuyahoga River? Oh, 100%. Okay. And then I get there and she'd be like, I want to go to sleep. Little do you know that's my erotic phrase. That's my turn on. Uh, it's it's Major League. Aaron, who do you like more, Matt or I? Pick one. Pick yeah, it's hard for me. I like I don't I don't like voting against Paul Newman, uh, one of the all time right. greats. But I I think I think I will vote Major League. Yes, it's the one I've seen the most. I don't I mean, know. I would I've put Bull Durham as a better baseball movie than Major League. So, well, we guys, now you're going to get me in extra trouble because you know I still haven't seen Bull Durham. Oh, sorry. I need to the rewatch la- Slapshot though. Maybe I would change my mind if I rewatch Slapshot. The last matchup to get closer to our final four. This is pretty tough too. I know you guys have talked about the Godfather moving on, but if anyone could give it a run, it's Goodfellas. Goodfellas versus the Godfather. I'm going Godfather. Yeah, I gotta Godfather. go Good. I gotta go Goodfellas. Yeah, I think I it's oh Godfather. two to one. I think it's objectively a more fun movie. Goodfellas. It's what well, it's more fun for sure. But, but you know what's sick? You know the movie colors, I, the characters. The, yeah. You know a movie I always like more than either one of those? Casino. I love Casino. Casino I think Casino is so fun. That's good. It's good. When uh, you know what's annoying when, when is when t- I put when, when I put the two to one in the spreadsheet for some reason it's defaulting to like. A calendar reporting, so it says February one. When I put two versus one, secret That's code, fucking annoying. Got to put it secret in as code. text. Yeah, change that. Some, change that whole column to text. You'll be all right. All right, I'm going to change Sick. that column to Not text. We'll, we'll get back. Rob will get those up on the on the site. You guys will probably hear this in about four weeks after the vote's been taken. But either way, let's get that column to text. Matt, rolling, going. How's it going with you? Good, Rob. You like when? As she takes that pen and stabbing that guy in the neck. That's what, that's one of your favorite scenes. Uh, all of it. It's, I'd love every moment of it. Like just the idea, like, but you know what I really, you know what I would also watch a movie of just guys running a casino, no story, no nothing. I would like to hear like what they do to make it better. I would like to hear their financial reports, like a bar rescue, but for a casino, how good of a show would that be? That'd be pretty. How good. much would you watch that? If there was a guy picture, Russell, he goes up to Northern Minnesota He's fixing casinos up there. They're looking at security oh. film. They're figuring out who's like doing oh. what. God, I'm who's taking them? Yeah, who's the who's the card counters? Who's taking? I mean, it could for, never happen, right? Like it would never. They're never going to be that open. Yeah. Also, you would be sad because most of the guys Russell will be like, "Is this guy card counting?" And they're like, "No, he's sleeping there. He's been <laughs> sleeping there the last three days." Oh. <laughs> so like, it'd just be this. You'd be like, "Oh, I don't like watching this. I like having fun." You know what I didn't like about the casino? I watched it on the airplane the other day. What's that? I if if I'm going to be killed by I don't want to say the mob or if I like if I were to be killed and buried out in the Can you at least just let me keep my clothes on? Do you really need to strip me down to my underwear and then throw me in? Just let me let me wear my sweatshirt. You know, I don't oh. I don't I don't like that they stripped him down Bro. and then had to beat the shit out of him. You're sleeping with just a sweatshirt? Like you want to be buried? That would be a torture to me. If I had a Donald Duckett in my coffin, and it was just me and a shirt. Ugh, gross. The worst way to be. It's, it's like if somebody buried me in, in my socks. If, I swear to God, guys, if you try to bury me in socks, I will come and find you. Okay? 2028, I'm going to come find those you little booties. Oh, no, I want my feet out. Okay, toenails oh. keep growing after death. I want it out. Wait, is that true? That's true. No, your feet just shrink. Oh, God. Oh, your ears keep growing too, I heard. <laughs> Matt, roll it going. Uh, good, Rob. I need you to pull up. She don't use jelly by the Flaming Lips. 
I know this one. What a great song. As the song of the week. Don't use jelly. Don't use jam. You know where this is famous from? What? (laughs) Do you know Aaron? No. The TV show Friday Night Lights. Oh, is it? It is? Yes. They're playing this at... When Landry and his friend, I forgot Landry's friend's name. This is out going out to Neil in Lakeville, who refuses to watch Friday Night Lights because he doesn't like it. One of the greatest shows ever. There's a scene yeah. where Landry and his friends are playing this at the bar. His friends, they're playing it as like a band. An all-time song, Matt. It's on my Spotify list. Great song. Tell you what, there is no band you want to criticize less than the Flaming Lips. If you ever say anything bad about them, people come out of the woodwork and will like be very mad at you. So people, guess, yeah, people love the Flaming Lips. Yeah. yeah, they love them. God, they love them. Like that's the one comment I've ever gotten from somebody about the podcast is after we reviewed the Pixies, and we didn't say that they were the greatest band of all time. And this guy's like, "You're the dumbest piece of shit ever." And I was like, mm, "I don't know what to tell you." Um, I've officially moved into fancy country. And Rob, I mean, for Rob, this is probably just old hat country club guy, but um, I got my very first ever tailored uh, sport coat. I've never had a oh, tailored fitted nice. sport coat before. Wow. And it, do you know, look great? And it looks yeah. great. And it's like the greatest thing ever. And it wasn't all that expensive. And I can't believe that it's taken me this long to get it. So are you guys tailored shirts, tailored suits kind of people? Or have you, have you done this before? I went and got measured at Indochino for a suit because they had a, I went to, I went to, I was at a powerlifting meet and I saw in the window, they had a pink, like crush velvet suit coat with okay. big black lapels. And I was like, yeah. well, I need that. I need that. And then I, in, I put Cool Rob on the inside as like a custom embroidery with jellyfish everywhere. So I can just flash that to the kids whenever they think I'm not cool. And I can inform them that actually I am cool. It says it right here on my custom-made jacket. Right in your jacket. And Indochino has all my measurements. Now, they won't give them to me. Hey, I beg them. I said, please, there's just one measurement I really care about, okay? I just need I need an expert to do it. They won't send me the measurements. <laughs> but they have them, and I can order a suit anytime I want with those measurements. Rob, I'll bring the slide rule to Vegas. We'll figure it out. We'll get your inseam. I'll bring a mirror. Russell, are you a, are you a tailored guy or just off the rack kind of a guy? I've been measured for suits before, and um, I actually got recently got a sport. Like I don't wear blazers a lot, like just random like blazer coat over like with jeans or khakis. Yeah. That's not really my vibe. But I've started to as when you when you go to like industry events, those types of things get more less formal than they used to be, say three four years yeah. ago. You can get away with wearing you know a sport coat and khakis where people used to be tied up all the full suit on. Yeah. So I went and got a sport coat, man, and got measured for it. They tailored it all up so it fits perfect and everything, and it's fantastic. You you feel so much more confident with something that fits you right. Right. Right? I, I'm with you. So I got a, I got, I've, got, yeah. I've gotten a few shirts now. Uh, Rosie, where are you at in the... Can I just tell you my biggest fear with a tailored coat, guys, is that I'm going to lose too much weight and not be able to... <laughs> I can't even say it. Go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> I own one suit and I did have to take it to the tailor to get, I bought it for one of our listeners weddings in October of 2021, 22. Yeah. And uh, I had to get it tailored. So. Yeah, that's good. Well, shout out to Ben from Minneapolis. He hooked me up with his tailor Malik. And uh, I've gotten a few things from him now and I'm probably hooked. I have to probably watch how much I spend whenever Malik comes into town. Cause he, he comes in and, 
flies out and he's a fancy guy. So yeah. Oh, so wow. shout out to Ben. Fly in, Jeez. fly out, Taylor. Yeah. Wow. That wow. is you know what baller. my favorite thing about the place where I went last time, and I, I I went to this place a few times, I think. I've been to multiple places, but this one, I had the same guy. You know what I love about a tailor? If it's a bigger guy. I don't want my tailor to be some ripped brick shit house who looks good in every suit. I want him to be a, a bigger dude who knows the plight of the mm-hmm. bigger man and thinking like, don't, don't make me put on some, you know, is not going to fit me and embarrass my ass. You know what I look like. Go get something that's going to make me fit, fit good and make me feel good. And the bigger guy's going to know how to do that. So I had a bigger tailor and I thought it was great. That's good. I like it. That's good. Just, just ask him if he's sad the cummerbund isn't around anymore. I think all fat guys would love to have cummerbunds come back in a big way. You know what I mean? Like you're like, oh, honey, I got to get to work. Have you seen? Have you seen my cummerbund? It's like a thing. Okay, it covers what, up this problem. What is it? Area. Yeah, so it's a, it's like a. Okay, you know how a shirt like covers up your upper body? <laughs> hey, get that out of your head. That's not it. Okay, think of like a crop top. Uh huh. Yes. And then do the opposite. And it's around your waist. Yeah, and it's around your waist. It's a cummer. It's a cummerbund. And the slats go up because it's like they're crumb catchers. So you put those go face to the top because they catch the crumbs. It's. <laughs> I had to wear one for children's chorus. I know. Oh yeah, no. I I've, I've worn many a cummerbund. It's the way to go. I've never worn a cummerbund. Russell, have you ever worn a cummerbund? Oh. I ha- it's been a while. I have, but it's been a long time. You know the the the, the semi cummerbund, Rob, which sometimes works out really well, and then if it doesn't, can be really bad is like the vest. If you do like the three piece yeah. for a wedding or something, and you got the vest mm-hmm. that fits right. That does the great job too. If it doesn't bigger guys can have a problem with that vest. You know what the thing is now at high school dances? Yeah. Guys take off everything except for the vest. They have no shirt on. They're just wearing a vest. Oh, and I can no. tell you if you're jacked, it looks fucking awesome. It looks so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like at the dance. I'm like, I would see those kids in the vests and they look so fucking awesome. And then I saw them out in the uh, parking lot smoking and they look even fucking cooler. I was like, damn, kids these days are so cool. <laughs> I bet they went to that bowling alley, huh, Rob? Oh, yeah. Yes. That's, that's what all the cool kids did, Russell's. They went to the bowling alley, hoping that there were loose cigarettes about. Rob, rolling going. How's it going with you? Listen, okay. I got some stuff going on. Uh-oh. Robbie. I, I just want to say this. My wife texted my kid today and took a screenshot of a text and sent it to all of us. I immediately go on the non-wife text chain. It's a text chain with me and my two kids. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) To which my one kid said the other day, you know, we don't have a text chain without you, whether it's just mom, us and mom. And I said, yeah, you You better not. You would be crushed. (laughs) I said, can you imagine? I will be furious. Okay. If you guys have a text chain without me, I'll be so mad. But anyways, when I was on the non-wife text chain, do you know how many text messages she had unread? 113. I'm going to go 98. No. Russell, what do you think? What, what are we guessing again? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's Russell, uh, my is, wife has a number system? of unanswered text messages. How many do you think she has? <laughs> I mean, I'd say 51. 114, Russell. Ugh. 114. I was like, if I got 14 text messages that were unread... That would be too much stress for me. How can she live with 114? And then later I asked her, I said, do you know how to delete text messages? And she's like, no, I don't. Why don't you just like click on the link and then scroll to the bottom and they're all, up, they're all red. I, That's no. what I do with your guys, with your text chains all oh, the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In fact, I think I did it today. 
Like we would yeah. never let <laughs> Russell, what number of text messages can you get where you get stressed? Where you're like, I got to see what's going on. That doesn't bother me. If I, I would just look and if there's like the other night or one of these nights from you guys, like when, cause we have a, we have a couple, we have a text chain with 15 people on it mm-hmm. and it gets going sometimes where if you're away from your phone for an hour, there could be yeah. 60 text messages on there. And almost, I would say 95% of them are about gambling where if you're not betting who's on drinking, that, who's, drinking? who's drinking, yeah. but but I think I've said this before. There's times where I'm like, there's no, I can't catch up with this. I'll just scroll to the bottom and pick it up where I can pick it up. So I, that, it, it doesn't stress me at all. Yeah. And that one, that one doesn't stress me out. And I'll tell you what, I don't want to put pressure on anyone on this podcast, but I know that if there was something that needed my attention on that thread and I weren't responding, Matt would hit me with a side text and be like, Hey, you got to go check. Like I know Matt was good at that. If, if I was needed, he would let me know. I would listen. We're all trying to find the guy who gets baked at night and just starts firing off text messages. Okay, to the only people who will listen to him. All right, we're all looking. I, I'm definitely looking for in the guy. top three for that. Where I'll start ripping off texts late at night, and I'm like thinking, I don't think anyone wants to hear this, but I'm going to let it rip anyways. You never know; somebody might be around. I'm probably awake. I just want an app that has all my messages in one place. I've got people messaging me on Instagram, text message, WhatsApp, email. And now TikTok, people are sending messages. And I'm like, you got friends in Europe? What's 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 with the WhatsApp at? WhatsApp? Oh yeah, oh, and the kids use it sometimes, and sometimes the swim people team does WhatsApp. it. And it's, yeah, I don't get it. I don't just I don't want messages. I don't want any more messages. I'll take text messages. That's it. If you send me, if you're my dietitian guy, and you send me a message on your special website, and I'm supposed to read it to see what to eat to lose weight because I've been paying you hundreds of dollars a year with actually no results. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Don't tell me what to do. I'll never do that. Okay. My, my nutritionist gave me a performance review. He said, excellent. A plus. I was like, damn, thank you. Here's a check, by the way. <laughs> it's almost like he'll positively reward you if you keep paying him. It's almost like I only want people to say nice things about me. And I surround myself with people who do that. Oh, yeah. Except for one. I see quite a bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Jesus. She's just not afraid to tell me like it is. Uh, now, listen, we are talking about Otis Blue, right? Which is an Otis Redding wow. album. Okay. Aaron, of course, loved this. Otis Redding, born in Georgia. Okay. Gets up, plays the Chitlin Circuit down south. Promoter says, hey, you got to get signed. I'm bringing you to this company called Stax. He goes in, plays two songs. They hear his second song is... Uh, is written by him and Steve Cropper, who was the guitar player in the Blues Brothers, among uh, other more famous things, probably. Like Booker T and MGs? The, well, yeah, or the Blues Brothers, Aaron, if you've ever seen that movie, okay? It's not too long. It's great. All right? These, I have seen it. It is too long. Have you seen Booker oh, T do the no. spin a Rooney? not do this. So he goes into Stacks and records a single called These Arms of Mine. They release it. It's huge. He signs the stacks and just goes on a tear making albums. Can I say something about this song? Please. You, I, I can't, I'm sorry, Rob, to even bring this up. This is the actual first dance at my wedding. This is true. Truly the first dance at my wedding was this song. It was a little awkward. It was me and your mom out there dancing to it, Aaron, but it was still a great moment. <laughs> you guys know what the uh, first dance at my wedding was? Some Elton John, we've heard it eight times. 
It was Jamaica jerk off. Jamaica jerk off. This is the back. It was actually the waterbed corner jingle. We had a waterbed corner. I forgot. Yeah, we haven't checked the waterbed corner for a while. We should probably. These arms are great song. We should probably get back on there. Don't distract me anymore, okay? This is his third album, okay? The second album of 1965 for Otis Redding. It's mostly covers, okay? He's got three songs that he wrote. He got three by Sam Cooke, who had just passed away, so Otis Redding thought it was important to record Sam Cooke songs. He recorded this whole album minus one song in about 24 hours at Stax in Memphis, which is crazy to think about, that all this came out in 24 hours. Uh, He was backed, of course, by Booker T and the MGs, and Isaac Hayes on guitar, or on piano. This is one of his best-selling LP with three top 40 hits. And basically, after this, he started to go out to L.A., and he would do rock shows at Whiskey Go-Go, and pretty much became bigger than the soul scene and kind of got famous on the rock scene as well. And honestly, he, he got so big that by 1967, he's closing down a night of Monterey Pop Festival. Like right. that's that's crazy to go Which, from nobody that to close performance that is a must watch. It's so good. Uh, let's get into the album Otis Blue. Okay, first song written by Redding, um, "Old Man Trouble." This was released as the B side single on Respect. The guitar. I mean, Steve Cropper is so good on this whole album. Oh, from the Blues Brothers? <laughs> There's some great stories about uh, Peter Grunlich's book, Sweet Soul Music, has some good accounts of Otis in the studio, and it was just like, it sounded like they'd be in there recording all night, and like he'd be having his shirt off, and it's 3 a.m., and he's whipping the whole band into keeping it going. It's like a, every everything you read about him was about what a vibrant personality he was and how magnetic he was and inspired people. Rob, I think you're forgetting about another blues brother that's on this album, and you might like him because he looks like strange kids on Christmas cards. It's Donald Duck Dunn. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course, Donald Duck Dunn is playing bass on this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Respect. This was written by Otis Redding. I think I learned this from, I think Aaron maybe mentioned this, or you guys mentioned this when we've done Aretha before, but until we started the podcast, I had no idea that he wrote this. I just thought it was an Aretha song. Yeah, I mean, he said she took his song, right? He knew it. As soon as he heard hers, he was like, it's not my song anymore. It's so interesting, though, because it's such a different song when it's a guy saying, just give me some respect. I'm going to give you my money when you come home. Don't worry. It's kind of like, oh, it's totally different with Aretha singing it. Older. He makes it sound good, though, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. It sounds good. The horns sound good. Uh, a change is going to come. This is a Sam Cooke song. He wrote this uh, after getting turned away from a White's Only Hotel. So that moment, that moment's like an all-time moment, right? Is that yeah. is the Sam Cooke moment just as good, or is, yeah. is this the version I know, or do I know the Sam Cooke version too? You probably know. That's both. like an all-time moment. Sam's is just as good. I mean, Sam was a Sam had like a more pure, beautiful voice. It was easier. Sam's voice is easier. I looked it up on I Rolling Stone. I prefer Otis probably if I have to choose, but... Rolling Stone magazine has Otis as the ninth greatest singer of all time. You guys want to hear the top eight real quick? This is not a Please. list, just a quick one. Not a yeah. list. Number Man, eight not a list. is... The number eight above Otis Redding is Beyonce. Oh, what? Seven is Stevie Wonder. Mm. Six is Ray Charles. Oh, the guy from the country album? Five is Mariah Carey. What a jump. 
four is Billie Holiday. Wait, what? That's a different genre entirely. Three is Sam Cooke. Be number two. Two is Whitney Houston. Shit. And one is Aretha. Aretha. All right. I mean, I can't. What a wild list to make. No Axl Rose. Crazy. No Freddie Mercury. Uh, Freddie Mercury is like 12. Okay. All right. Here's the Sam Cooke version, by the way. If you listen to the beginning. Now, Russell, Sam Cooke recorded the song in the studio. Got shot two weeks later, died. Yeah. I was born Oof. by the river. Oof. And this was never released when he was alive. I mean, what a song. Yeah, I mean, how can you choose, right? All timer. I mean, I like that kind of that big band sound, but whew, it's just a great song. Uh, next up, Down in the Valley. This was written by a guy named Solomon Burke. The king of rock and soul. See, you got to get in there. That's that's like me powerlifting. It's like champion over 40 in my weight class. Right. He was the king of rock and soul. Um, yeah. That, that song there, Down in the Valley, actually reminds me of a different version of Down in the Valley. I don't know if you guys have ever heard it. It was arranged by George Mead. It's a choir song. Have you oh. guys heard this version of it? I'm, I would love to hear it. the only choir I don't know that this is the only choir's version it may be Aaron but when I heard this song it made me think you know you guys talk about how Aaron's this amazing musician I've given him credit there's some things about Aaron and I as musicians that you guys might not know that we have in common both of us what? were never in the only choir That's and right. both of us <laughs> were right. in high school choir yeah. wow. and That's I was correct. in high school choir and we've never talked about that before so today we're doing That's a never list come up we're doing a list of Russ's five greatest high school yes, choir yes, songs. Yes, I'm yes, sharing with you guys it. today. I absolutely love it. Russell, oh, man. I forgot. I, I can't believe this never came up. Russell knew his choir so shit. I was a baritone, so I'm not the very deep bass voice in the choir, but I'm also not the tenor. So I'm in the middle of the male section. I will say this. for my. I first, did that once my sophomore year, I just want to say. At, at Rosemont High School, where, where I went, you were either in the Irish Bards, which was the all-men's choir. Hello. Or you were in Hello. the concert Hello. choir, which was the, you know, the older kids. I was one of the few juniors that did not make the concert choir as a junior. Oh. So it was me and, like, the other ones who weren't good enough and then, like, the younger kids. But it was almost more fun to be in that, right? You go in and you fuck around and you have fun. and yeah. but, I, but I was in the concert choir my senior year. So I did make it to the same level as Aaron in the best choir in the school. You did. And, but one of the songs that I always loved being in a men's chorus is I Love Sea Shanties. And one of them that we did was Eyes the Bye. This is by Great Big Sea. It's a, it's a more pop version of it, but check this out. Eyes to buy the bills, the boat, and eyes to buy the sails, her, and eyes to buy the catches the fish. I mean, it takes it home to love. Kind of rock. Sarah's all around the circle. Sarah's got a friend who loves sea shanties. Just a random gal who's a photographer friend of hers. And she's part of some Facebook group where these people get together in a park. Somebody starts a sea shanty. And Russell, it seems like it'd be right up your alley if you like sea 
Nation. Oh, but I'll have so to let fun. you know because you know Sarah will let you know because they just all get together and somebody just starts singing and then they all just start doing the sea shanties together. So would it be really funny if you just had a thing that you wanted to put in every sea shanty? So like Aaron started a sea shanty. I'd show you what I'd do with this group. I look out upon the sea, I see a mermaid, and I want to have sex with the mermaid. How do I do that? Should I become part fish, or should we just try it out? Mermaid sex, mermaid sex, mermaid sex, mermaid sex. And like every week, I'd just be like, listen, we're going to nail this mermaid sex. See, Shandy? Tell us a C plus Shandy. Do you have to take the tail off, or do you just pull it to the cider? Oh. Oh. That's not. I think they have a cloaca. That's the thing. (laughs) You know, sharks have something called claspers. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds awesome. Hey, take off those seashells. Grab me with your claspers, please. (laughs) The fact that you know that, it could just pull it up so darn quick. Next up on the list, so if you would have to do it like on an inflatable raft, right? Like you'd have to have an inflatable raft with a hole cut in it. Well, that now wait a minute, that wouldn't work at all. <laughs> I mean, you sink right down to the murky depths because how are you going to have sex with a mermaid? You've got to be above water. They've got to be below. No, I think the mermaid can be above, right? Can't you scuba? You think she has a scuba mask on, Aaron? Because she's above and it's full of I'm water. You could scuba. The mask is full of water and the scuba tank's full of water. She's like, baby, baby. she's like, oh yeah, give it to my class, but it's so hard. Aaron, that's a brilliant idea. I was picturing a beach chair in shallow water, but <laughs> you get too much weight on those beach chairs, they get really dug into the sand. That's yeah, not a can't best be doing either. That. Yeah, I'm picturing now full beach chairs between the slats. Oof. <laughs> All right, next song on the list. So we did, uh, I always love the sea shanties. The other ones that were really good sometimes were the spirituals. Aaron, I know we've talked about this one before. Oh, yeah. This is the Moses, Moses Hogan Chorale. The song is Elijah Rock. Oh, this song rocks. Literally. One thing I forgot to tell you guys about the first song, that Down in the Valley that we listened at the beginning. Rob, I don't know if you can click on that one quickly. You guys will appreciate this. This was the song that, even in the concert choir, it would be the women would sit down. There was always a song where women would sit down, the men would just sing by themselves, and vice versa. This was the one the men would always sing, and the women would get like emotional over it. They would get yes. so into it. And I was thinking about this. I told uh, the upstairs roommate when I made her listen to all these songs on the record player through the Bluetooth today. I would said, this is the song where if I was cooler, I would have gotten laid for sure after we were singing it. You know, like all the women loved it, but I was not cool enough to make any like make any advantages out of it, if that makes sense. I Aaron, Aaron cannot relate. I, I am picturing. Your roommate like being forced to sit and listen to these choir songs, <laughs> and you explain what the list is going to be out, and then they just go in their bathroom and they stare at the mirror for like forty three minutes. They're just kind of looking like, all right, so what we're into, I guess, this is what we're having for the long run. I like that you're playing choir songs to explain why you didn't get laid then, and your roommates look at you and look at yeah. you now like this is why you're not going to get laid now. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> this just got a little or maybe you are. I don't know. I mean, maybe we see what she's into, you know? Next song on the list. The, this is one I've talked about with Aaron before. This is going to take a little bit of explaining. And um, what was that word you said earlier, Rob, we were going to come back to? Uh, cloaca. <laughs> Claspers. 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 
Resonance. Resonance. Resonance is going to come up. This is the song called Past Life Melodies. This is featuring the St. Wolf Choir I did in high school, though. Check this out. And Rob, if you after this, if you want to play the what the fuck are you talking about, the Aaron soundbite, you can play it. No, this is great, Russell. This reminds me of like a video game. So this song actually features open throat drone and chanting. And then later on, there's harmonic overtone singing, which is not typically used in Western music. And so later on, when you guys hear, we'll, we'll jump ahead here, Rob, if you want, to the next clip. I mean, when you see people do overtone singing, it's crazy. And so maybe you, Aaron, I'll try to explain it, but if you can explain it better to me, it's a way of like using your, the, your mouth and the, the parts of your mouth, your tongue, your throat and everything. And essentially when you do it, it kind of creates two sounds, if you will. Is that somewhat correct? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I've never, I never learned how to do it, but yeah, somehow the way they phonate and the shape of their mouth and creates a higher pitch that we can hear. And so what it does is eventually it creates a pitch that's not almost like not real. And so if you guys listen to that next clip, Rob, play this here, you're going to hear this sound and there's like a whistling up above and it sounds like someone's blowing a whistle, but it's not. It's coming from this overtone singing. You guys hear that slight whistling way up above the choir? Russell, are you are you tired tonight? After having the best sex of your life, after explaining this to your roommate. (laughs) Russell, I know you got to go to the podcast, but I can't contain myself anymore. I had to share this with you guys. This is so amazing. Yeah, I mean, I saw the Oli Choir do it at Orchestra Hall, and it's it's wild. This was the one in high school. We did it at, like, the all, it was, like, the district or the late conference. I remember you telling me you did this song in high school, and it blew my mind. We did it in high school at the late conference event, so it's, like, Rosemont, Apple Valley, Burnsville, Lakeville, all the schools, and we went last and did that, and people did, like, the standing ovation went nuts after the end of it. One of my all-time favorite choir moments. This is a great list we're we're working on. All right, Russell, I can't believe is, you remember all the songs from your choir. I only remembered about seven or eight. I actually remembered about, I could remember about 10 of them, and I've, they're all on my Spotify. Wow. They didn't all make the list, although two more did, Rob. The next one is just a normal, fun song. The song is Bound for Jubilee. Hey. Matt, normal, fun song inbound here. Me, or the devil might come and take you away before you get to Jubilee. And now are any of these, are we going to get any recordings of Russell's actual high school choir? I don't know if I have them anymore. I don't have them in, in, in my two tubs that I was allowed to take with me. Can you imagine you're that video transfer guy and you just get hours and hours of Russell's to get in a choir and I just you're like, oh, God. I'm so bored. I'm going to turn these videos over from this package I got. It says C. Barry on it. Well, I'm going to put this video in real quick. Let's see what C. Barry sent me. Hello, video transfer guy. It's your cousin, Marvin Barry. <laughs> Marvin Barry, we got a pretty cool. Yeah, hit. you got to connect the cables if you want to see yourself shit on that person. <laughs> <laughs> the future you is calling with like tech support. All right, last song on the list. This actually became like a pop hit in I believe in '94. This was on Broadway. I don't know of the timing of it, but we did Lay Lay Miz. Do you hear the people sing? Check this oh, one out. That's why you know the words. A great choir song, right? Is there, yeah. 
This is a real goosebumps on the arm moment for sure. Nobody wants to work anymore during this French Revolution times. Okay, he stole bread. That's illegal. Okay, that's illegal. Do you ever watch those on PBS when they do like the Les Mis cat Broadway cast and then they all stand out there at the front and do this one and the whole thing? It's, it's awesome. You know what my other memory of choir was? Was I was in the men's choir once and I was like a freshman and I was sitting next to like another freshman. And there was like the, the loser seniors behind us that like they wouldn't put in the, the choir they were supposed to be in because they were douchebags. And they were sitting behind us like during practice while people are singing and like flicking our, the backs of our necks and our ears, like, like tormenting us. Jeez. And I remember like turning around and like losing my shit at one point. And then the guy next to me, they started doing it to him and he went and told. And I remember when he got done telling, he came back and the guys behind us like gave me credit. They were like, at least that kid just stood up for himself. and didn't go rat us out. So that was my other choir moment. One, I, ne- I never got laid from being in the choir, which was bullshit. <laughs> and then second, I never ratted anyone out when I got picked on. Great moments. I'm shocked that a kid who got bullied in choir didn't get laid more. Russell, that's one of my all-time <laughs> surprises. If my kid came home and was like, listen, I'm in choir and I'm getting bullied, I'd like go to my mirror in my bathroom and just look at it for like a half hour. But like, <laughs> like, all right, I guess we got to deal with this. Uh, listen. Next up, I've been loving you too long. Okay, she wants to go to sleep here. This was written by Redding with Steve Cropper. Sounds a little bit like a change is going to come, but and you want to be this, this song makes a lot of like best guitar solo songs or best guitarists. Uh, like when Steve Cropper's on a list of best guitarists, they talk about this song. Shake. Uh, this is a top seven for Cook. Another one that was released posthumously for him. Oh, man, every time. I mean, it sounds like he's got something in his throat almost. It's like... Yeah, I don't know how you do that. It's very unique. It's that gravelly thing. I don't know how he does it. I mean, Solomon Burke had it too, I guess. But but that's the difference between he and Sam. Like, just, just a few years later, he's able to kind of, like, be a little more rougher on the edges where Sam really, to get on the radio... Sam had to be a little more, you know, back a bit more. It's, you can hear a huge difference in his live performances and his radio stuff. And by 65, Otis could be more, I mean, I guess that's the influence of stacks, but Otis could be more of himself and make big hits. I mean, are they still trying to sound white? Is that part of it? Like Sam Cooke is still trying to sound like uh, not yeah. too I soul? Mean, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, exactly. Uh, listen, of course we know, okay? Top, top Macaulay Culkin movie probably of all time. Okay. One that I changed my childhood. I thought it was so funny. My girl. Aaron, you know what I would give the movie My Girl? What grade? A B's plus. Hey, what are the middle of those Darwin Awards? That kid would have got one. Hey, why don't you go kick around the beehive, right? That's a great idea. Can't be doing that. Okay. This is fun because I don't think at this point in time, I don't think Motown would have covered Stax, but Stax had to cover Motown. It's so interesting to hear Otis Redding like cover all these songs at the time, these hit songs, and, it's, and he sounds so good on every one. Like, it doesn't matter. Every note he sings is, yeah. Uh, Wonderful World by Cook and Herb Alpert. Alpert, the song. 
No, for real? Yep. Most famous by Herman's Hermits. Okay, now Herman's Hermits, of course, get the record for having the hardest band to form. Almost impossible to get those guys together. Now, Aaron, getting Herman? Getting Herman there? Not hard. Herman's there and nobody else okay. wants to show up. The drummer? Uh, almost impossible. I forgot. You, were, you said three Sam Cooke songs. I couldn't remember the third. I forgot Wonderful World is a Sam Cooke song. Rock Me Baby, B.B. King song. Kind of interesting to hear him play more just straight blues. Yeah. Now, Aaron, this album is an all-time vibe album. You can leave this on. You can walk around. Makes it feel good no matter where it is. I could listen to this anytime. I mean, I can listen to Otis anytime, but... Rob, you were talking about the who was who was copying who, or Aaron, you and Aaron were talking about who you know who's stacks or Motown or whatever. There's another person that kind of took some inspiration from part of the musical vibe on this, and it's Beck. I didn't send you the song, Rob, but if you could pull it up quick, it is the song is called "Sex Laws" by Beck. Oh yeah, totally. I don't, know. I don't know if you guys hear it or not, but someone on the internet says when it comes to being inspired by Booker T and the MGs, who did it better? Beck did it better. Russell, that's so good. I heard that there with the horns, 100%. Okay? To think that our podcast leads us to connect Otis Redding with a song called Sex Laws. You know what? Job well done. Hey, okay, you all get a Playing patch. Chestnut checkers. Okay, let's put a patch on our uh, bomber jackets that we all wear now with our different Beck did it better accomplishments. I served on the James Brown double album. <laughs> hey, I did my fucking time. Thank you for your service. It's you not over for me. Album. It's not over for me, damn it. Oh, no. I come home, listen to James Brown. I'm on vacation. I got to listen to James Brown for four hours, then make a podcast about it. And my wife's telling me, you're not getting enough sleep. You're too tired. <laughs> Where do they get off calling me those vile things? That's my Rambo. Uh, I, I got it. Back to a better speech. That's pretty good. And then they reset the list on Matt. Oh, the come, come back to reset the list. Spit on me. Saying I don't like flamey lips. <laughs> so good. Uh, and that is only funny if you know from the text chain that I recently watched Rambo. To which Aaron said, oh, that's so sad. And I had forgotten that it's really sad. And I read his text and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I hadn't finished it. And I was like, oh, it does get oh, sad. Shoot. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I thought it was like Rambo 3 where it's just like, I hope these Afghan Mujahideen fighters get everything they need and more in the terms of weapons that we are sending them. <laughs> Nothing will possibly go wrong with this in the long term. I was uh, I was looking in booze and vinyl, the three booze and vinyl books I have. There was not an Otis Redding in either of the books, which was really disappointing but I decided to make a blue drink anyways for Otis Redding Blue, if you guys can see how blue that drink is oh, there. Oh, very Russell, blue, yeah. Now, those of you at home, I'm just going to say this. This might be the most blue drink I've ever seen in my entire life. He is not messing yes. around. This is like, if you went to the Caribbean and looked at the ocean, you would see this blue. It, it's Extremely incredible. Blue. Either that or like a pool with some chlorine in it, right? Well, I wasn't going to say that, Russell. It's not as appetizing as the Caribbean. So you guys were talking about mermaids earlier. The upstairs roommate Aaron. actually found me a drink called... Hey, Russell, can I just say Mule. this? Can I say this yeah. about mermaids real quick? Yeah. I was thinking about it. I almost said something, but I didn't, but now I am. Yeah. If I got a mermaid and she was wearing a bra, I would be like, why? Why are we doing that? <laughs> 
No other animal is like wearing a seashell, underwear. Seashell thing? Yeah. I mean, a bra? They're just swimming around in the water. They should... It doesn't make any sense. I'd get the one mermaid who's like, oh, you know what I love from the surface? Bras. I'd be like, no, that's... Everybody here hates those. You can't... No, nobody likes bras. You're like trying to take that off, Rob, and make the clip work with when it's all wet. That'd be a nightmare. I've got... We're at the beach. I've got her favorite fish flakes. I've got like one of those fish flake things. That I'm just dumping it in her mouth. <laughs> I'm like, hey, this is good. Oh, my God. I fed her too much. Oh, my God. She's just floating out the bay now. <laughs> Russell, tell us about the blue. What is it? The, the mermaid, blue? the mermaid mule. Oh my God. Oh wow. Russell. This makes me want to get on my deck chair. Two shots of vodka. A shot of blue curacao. Oh. Can I just say that if the idea that Russell's in a long-term relationship is why he has blue curacao. Like to me, that's so connected in my hand head because <laughs> normally he'd be like, uh, I got blue Gatorade. Put that in. <laughs> Uh, an ounce of lime juice. Wow. And then top it off with ginger beer. Russell. That's the a drink. And, and then there's also a lime wheel, but I don't like wheels. I've now figured out how to do the like the twist. Oh yeah. You guys can see like the curly yeah. cue. So I am a, a nice I'm twist. a lime twist guy now. So I did not do the wheel. I do the twist. Nice twist. Come on, baby, do the lime twist. I love a twist on there, Russell. It's so fun. Uh, so next up, we've got satisfaction. I love how fast he plays this. And then at Whiskey and Go Go, it's even faster. Here's the crazy part this comes out in 65. Guess what year the Stones released Satisfaction? 66. No, they did it first. It's their song. They did it in 1965 prior. He literally turned around the same year and was like, hey, that song, guess what? That song fucking rips. I'm going to put it on my album and cover it. And you know what, guys? That song does fucking rip. So I'm going to go in a chronological order of the best covers of Satisfaction oh, by the Rolling Stones God. ever. Wow. Okay. Is this the Tim Hardaway Jr. episode again or not? What was that joke again? I can't remember. Well, it was... I, uh, I, I made it a Tim Hardaway joke, but it probably should have been a James Harden joke. Oh, yeah, because we, we, we kind of mixed, Tim them, we kind of mixed them all together. <laughs> it's going to yeah. sound like a mess when you listen back. Yeah. Boy, I cannot remember anything from last night, guys. Sorry about that. Last week. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> last week, yes. We would never record two nights in a row. What? Well, we're so busy. Here's the thing. Hey, Rob, if you remember, this episode two is like one of those Coke machines. I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, now you're really going... Call if Russell saw Yo-Yo Ma, or if Russell, not Yo-Yo Ma, if Russell saw Bobby McFerrin add a freestyle cook machine, his life would like combine. I'd start singing, I's the boy that builds the boat, and I's the boy that sails her, I's the boy that catches a fish and takes her home to Liza. And we did, did the mermaid, and we did ask her favorite restaurant, we'd get in here for some fish flakes, and then I'd put my patio chair down, and I'd lie down and make her swim up under me. I think that's the best way to do it. Anyway, uh, the first cover that I want to show you guys of Satisfaction is the Shirelles from 1967. Oh, this has got to be good. Cool. Very much in the style of Otis. I'm putting these covers into two distinct categories. One is super fun, and the other is super weird. There is no other kind of uh, Satisfaction cover. You're either super fun or super weird. Okay. 68, Aretha Franklin, super fun. 
I mean, guys, Aretha almost shouldn't be allowed to cover this stuff. She just steals people's songs and like mm-hmm. makes them a bit like, how do you even come back from it, right? Right. It's so good. Oh, so yeah. good. Can't beat that. Now, I count this as good too. Jose Feliciano, 1970. Guys, if you don't have a Latin inspired music station on Pandora, what are you doing? This, is, this makes me sad though because also a guy in Brazil is also like I can't even I can't get no satisfaction. I'm in Brazil. You can see exactly how big my penis is according to my swimsuit. And I try, I can't oh. get no. Okay, Ooh, I'm like double I'm liking it. 77. We're gonna jump forward seven years. We are now getting into the weird category. Probably the all-time weird cover Devo. So good. I love this. 78, a year later, little band you might have heard of. Okay. One we can't stop talking about television. Okay. Live. This one's good. It's almost too close to the original, though, right? Yeah, so close. And then the vocals just aren't there, right? Four years later. Okay, guys, we haven't done a lot of jam bands. Okay. Got a little Grateful Dead. We mentioned her last night, 1994. Who comes out with one? Last week. Cat Powers. Last week. Cat Power. Power. Last week. She only has one power, though. Not multiple powers. Heart. Get. I'm heart. <laughs> Russell, do you watch Captain Planet yet? Can't do without you. She was hanging out with a buddy, and they had a cat diesel power. It was on a like a cat uh, oh like tractor or whatever, and that's how she got her name. Cat power. However, the all-time weirdest cover of this. Okay, maybe you know Bjork. Maybe you know PJ Harvey. York and PJ Harvey, 94. York and PJ Harvey. The biggest disappointment on this one is Rob has it written as back. What? No. No, it's the next one. Oh, sorry. I'm a jump shit. <laughs> okay, well, I guess finally. This is absolutely mesmerizing. There's one other artist, Russell, who covered this song, the latest one I have, 2019. Whoa. Okay, it's a little guy named oh. Beck with Cage the Elephant. <laughs> Russell, those are, in my opinions, the greatest. So, Russell, if we were going to make a cover of a Rolling Stones song and we wanted to be the chronologically the last one that I put on the list, who would do that better? Beck did it better. Oh my God, that was so good. Russell, that was a great list and definitely Back worth all the time. The boat and backs the by the Backs the by that catches the fish and takes her home for Liza. By the way, the idea of Mick Jagger saying that he didn't get no satisfaction, it's like, what What hope is there? Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, Mick Jagger was so hot, he could fuck David Bowie if he wanted to. Like, that's hot. Do you know what David Bowie would say to me if I asked to bed him down? What's that? I don't know, actually. Probably nothing. He's dead, but... He would not be. I don't think he would be. No. 
film that having sex with me. Was that, did Otis write that one? We, I missed. Uh, no, Otis that was uh, William Bell. Oh, I like William Bell. Guys, let's get into the rating system. Put that woman first. And every day would be a holiday. What are you talking about, Aaron? I'm naming William Bell songs. Oh. I was going to say, Rob, that uh, Pearl Jam has performed Satisfaction 12 times in concert. Most recently, uh, September 18th of 2023, down in Austin. Hey, this is 177 on the list. All right. Is that divisible by 17? Nobody knows. All right. I'm not here to do math. I'm here to talk <laughs> no, about what it would be like to have sex One with a One of the mysteries of the world. <laughs> I mean, guys, honestly, though, a mermaid. Carry the one, drop it down, right? The only problem is you know my thought on having sex in water. Hard to do. Wait, we know it's not divisible by 17, right? Oh, Aaron, I don't have time for this. Okay. <laughs> 70 is, right? If you're having, right, I mean, it's not that hard. If you're having sex in water, it's cardboard on cardboard. <laughs> having sex in water is one of the things that you think. Is there, is there anything else from your childhood that's more disappointing than the first time you have sex with the water? Because you're in your head, you're, like, your you're gonna be floating around, <laughs> right? We're going to be like, maybe being, maybe being a podcast host. <laughs> I did want to do this when I was a kid, Russell. <laughs> hey, it's exactly what I pictured. Okay. Even better. Yeah, this is way better. Okay. Our downloads are mostly staying steady. Okay. Success. Great. Aaron, what was something you wanted to do as a kid that disappointed you as an adult? I mean, beside like everything, beside this whole like thing. I think that concept of like, oh, you can eat dessert anytime you want. You know, it's like, oh, you can eat dessert anytime you want. And then like, I don't know, it doesn't, doesn't sound as exciting as you thought it might have been. Desserts take like ash now because we all, maybe all we did over break is just eat desserts. Yeah. Okay. I have, I have a real one and Matt can maybe relate to this. I was going to bring this up earlier. It's driving for me. I cannot stand driving in bad weather anymore. I get nervous. I hate doing it. It's never really bothered me up until like the last year or two. Now I go out. If the roads are a little bit slick, I cannot stand it. I can't. I hate driving. I've, I've reached the point where I don't like driving anymore. If the roads are bad, I just can't do it anymore. Matt, you had to get through some roads tonight. I was like, Matt, you strike me as the guy who could just, it doesn't bother you. You just keep going. Does it ever get to you or not? Not really. And I, <laughs> what gets to me is if I'm not driving, maybe that's the best. I, I can't, you know, riding, riding. riding. Oh. I'm a horrible writer. In uh, in bad weather, I would much rather have my own life in my own hands, I guess is the best way to say it. But no, I'm fine. You just slow down, add 10 minutes to your trip and... I'm, I'm, good, go. I'm good slowing down and everything that it doesn't bother me. I'm I just, for some reason, I've got like a an anxiety about driving in the winter now. It's really bad. Well, COVID kind of helped that. Like you don't have, you don't it's really dangerous. ever have to be anywhere anymore, right? I mean, no, you can do yeah. whatever you need to. Right. So. As long as you got enough toilet paper and a couple of packs of ramen, you're okay. My wife's lawyer does not agree with you. I'm just going to say that right now. Okay, He's a stickler for times. Uh, listen. Okay. Russell, the correct answer is sex in the water. Okay. I say, I say sex in the water. Russell says driving. Okay. Perfect. What a perfect end of the podcast. Listen. Okay. Especially when there's like a mermaid in the backseat. It gets really wild. <laughs> Mermaid? Hey, 
Hey, you want to hop in the back seat? <laughs> hey, we can see what those we can see what those graspers can do. Throw that flipper over the seat there, and let's go. <laughs> how can I sit? <laughs> I mean, how would a mermaid even sit? Doesn't have a butt. Now wait a minute, guys. I just thought of something. Mermaids don't have a butt. Uh huh. That's going to take away a lot of my dirty talk that I do. If if a mermaid were going to go on the Flavor Flav show and do something really nasty, how would they do it? Just a little. You'd pick it up and just a little would come out. You know, like a little sand. Ugh. Oh. Gross. <laughs> All right. Listen, it's that black stuff in the shrimp that Aaron's I'm been sorry, eating. I'm sorry. This is the Otis Redding episode. This is not good. It's the black stuff in the shrimp. I would say, though, here's, here's my top three cryptids I'd have sex with. Okay. Number one, mermaids. Okay, number two, Sasquatch. I, why not? Right? I bet he could scoop some ice cream. I that can scoop that guy can scoop some ice cream. Oh my god, a female Sasquatch would be so strong, and we'd be outside. Okay, oh, it'd be great. Uh, and I would say then after that, number three hundred, the skunk ape, which is what they call Sasquatches down in Florida. What? I can tell you what, what you talking a lot about? of my friends dated Sasquatches what in high school. I was stuck with a skunk ape. Look it up. A skunk ape is what they call it in Florida. One of the greatest what? names. That's, as, as though that's the part I'm confused on. What? <laughs> the skunk ape? Bro. The skunk ape is not what confused me. If you can't handle me at my skunk ape, if you can't handle me at my skunk ape, you don't deserve me at my Bigfoot. What are we doing? <laughs> this, is least, this is at least the top three list of the day. What cryptid would yeah. you What cryptid would you want to have sex with, Aaron? What, what, is, a what, what is a cryptid? Guys, cryptids are imaginary about. animals. What are you saying? Spell it out for us. What? How do you, cryptid, C R Y, T R I D or something. <laughs> cryptid, cryptid. Yeah, the the, the big. Okay, I'm going to give you a list of. I'm going to take. Can I take like the Cerberus, the three headed like dog? No, that that's not a cryptid. That's myth. You think is this no, a joke to you, Russell? Up, you think me having sex with a skunk ape is a joke to you? <laughs> okay, the skunk ape came over, forgot something under my coffee table. <laughs> what is the shit? List of cryptids. Here we go. Okay, we've got Champ. Champ from Lake Champlain. Okay, it looks what a lot like this? Loch Ness monsters are cryptid. For example, Bigfoot is a cryptid. Okay. Uh. Uh. Look at other cryptids. So these are animals that could be real, but the Dover demon. There's no, guys, there's no the Dover skunk, demon. Like a, jack, like, a, like a jackalope. A jackalope is a cryptid. These yes. are all aliens. Now you're not. You're out of. You're out of cryptids. I gotta say, it's a great idea, Matt. An alien, take me to your peener. <laughs> all right, that's a good enough one to get out of this on. Uh, this is 177. <laughs> Sam Cook. Is no. uh, has a lot of songs on this, but this is Otis Redding. Okay, oh, there you go. Uh, and that is the album we listened to, guys. A, a seminal classic. Okay, does but does it deserve to be at one seventy seven? Okay, we heard so many other versions of Satisfaction. Maybe we thought some other albums should be up there. If you think that this is not Aaron, and don't listen to me say this, Aaron. If you think this is too high on the list, and you think it got up too high, that's a rolling groan. Okay. If you think this album is too low on the list, okay, it should have been higher up, which of course is a higher number, okay? It's higher up, higher number if you're going down, all right? That is a rolling uh, bone. It should have been higher on the list. We should have done it already, okay? Because of course we are coming down. We've been at the mountaintop. We're coming back down now. We've, and you know what I found when I was up there? The abominable snowman. <laughs> and you'll never guess what we did. <laughs> Had sex? Well, 
No, he, what he did was truly abominable. Okay. It was against the laws of man and nature. But yeah, it was sex. Uh, now here's the deal. Okay. <laughs> is that like a, is a dire wolf one? We, a dire wolf? I think that's a Led Zeppelin song. Chupacabra. They're in Game of Thrones. Chupacabra, Chupacabra, low on my list. Not having sex with a Chupacabra. Uh, or is this Rolling Well Toned? It belongs perfectly at 177. Okay. Aaron, what do you think? Rolling Well Toned, Rolling Boned, or Rolling Grown? I think you know what I'm going to say. I think uh, this is a better album than the one we heard last week, and they're very similar, I think, in tone and in composition. I don't know how you can choose from a few of Otis's albums. Uh, I think Doctor the Bay is just as good as this one. I guess some of the ones that precede this are more sort of singles compilations. Anyway, Otis is important. One of the great voices of all time. Uh, he needs to be on here, whichever album it is, and I think it could be a little bit higher, so I'm going to say Rolling Boned. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Rolling Well-Toned, Rolling Boned, or Rolling Grown? I was going to say the Rolling uh, Well-Toned right here, but I think Rosie brings a good point. One of the seminal singers of all time and probably should be a lot higher on the list. So I will also go with Rolling uh, Boned. Should be higher on the list, which means a lower number. Now, Russell, take a break from looking up sexy cryptids in quotation marks because you know that it will mix them together and not... Sexy cryptids minus chupacabra. That's what I would put it in Google because you don't need that one. Russell, what do you think? Oh, the screen's are black. <laughs> what about uh, a hydra? No, uh, that's a mythological. Well, no. Pegasus? It did have a lot of heads. No, we're not having sex with Pegasus, Russell. That's wrong Unicorn. to even say. No, that's wrong to even say. And it's not a cryptid. That's a mythological creature. I don't think I saw a mermaid on the list of cryptids. I never oh saw it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys do not watch enough History Channel. All this shit is on the History Channel all the time. Okay, if you're into having sex with cryptids, the History Channel is the place to you. Okay, it's just like me when I used to jack off to people flipping houses. Ugh, they're using the cheapest pine. Ugh. What the hell? That flooring is not that greatly installed. Ugh. I mean, you want to talk about a load-bearing wall. You didn't fill the nail holes. <laughs> Matt, did you just do a roll? Oh, my God. I never thought I would hear Matt do that sound. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. I'm not rooming with Matt in Vegas after hearing that. <laughs> hey, you know what? We came to Boston. We bought this house. Flipped. Okay, my husband, he's one of these Sasquatches. He fell right through the floor. Okay? <laughs> What's going on? Bathroom's broken. It smells so bad. He's, people think he's a skunk ape. My husband a skunk ape. I don't think so. <laughs> All right. If your husband has to borrow socks from his female friend, he might be a skunk ape. <laughs> you know my theory about how everything, if it jacked you off, would be better, you know, and you'd pay more money yes. for it. I think about that. I bet I think about that every day. Like, I'll sit in a chair and I'll be like, what if? You know what I mean? Like... On the subway, I'm like, hmm, I mean, it's pretty boring, but what if? I'm just going to say this. What if that, but it's Harry and Henderson's. <laughs> but there's like a subplot where there's like, I so always wanted to have sex with a cryptid after I talked about it with the guys. Okay, and then so Harry is a cryptid. Okay. I think that's a movie character, not a cryptid. <laughs> well, he represents the cryptids. I think that's a mythological I'm creature. I'm still not sure a mermaid is a cryptid. I have not seen any proof of that. I'm with you, Harry. <laughs> We have a picture of a Loch Ness Monster. He's blowing a guy on a beach chair. 
Remember that picture like of the New Jersey governor where he's on the beach all by himself? That's me, except it's the blackness monster blowing me. All right, listen. And he's standing next to Medusa, another cryptid. No, Medusa's not a <laughs> fucking cryptid. Well, she'd be solo on the list, Russell. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. I can't think of any other cryptids either. Okay, Russell. Okay. What do you think? Rolling well to, did I do everybody? Russell, I think roll, it's Emma. It's Russell's turn. Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling going, Russell. Stop trying to distract us. This is a very interesting one to me. I think it's one of the most interesting ones we've done so far because I think almost every artist, if we listen to, and they did all covers like this, we would shit on it. We, we, would, we would say this shouldn't be this high on the list. It's mm-hmm. really like a collection or a compilation or that type of thing. But God dang, Otis Redding is so good. And he's singing in ways that it feels like nothing else we've heard before other than maybe Aretha, I would say at this point. Like his voice, what else have we listened to that even rivals what we're hearing? What was the third song, the Sam Cooke cover? Uh, change, change is going to come. come. Like what else have we heard from a singer that's even come close to rivaling this? There's maybe a handful of did, them, right? Did, That's it. Did you hear yeah. that Even Flow song by Pearl Jam? For me, he's such an amazing singer. He brings out a, a an emotion that to me is just unrivaled. So I think he gets a pass um, from my perspective. I think it's Rolling Bone. It should probably be way higher on the list. I don't like that it's all covered. I think if it weren't covers, it would be like number one on the list or maybe number two. It'd be a top five album if they were all his songs, right? Wow. I mean, yeah, I never thought of it that way. Russell, so num- I think, yeah. Number one cryptid is the Mothman. My list shows number two is the Argus. <laughs> no, that's the, sh- isn't that the ship where they built it again and it's not the same ship anymore? <laughs> Yeti. I didn't even say Yeti. Yeti, Yeti says Rolling Bone. Should be way higher on the list. This, this is too good. He's too amazing of a talent. Um, how, how, do you guys want to turn, run that album back? I sure as hell do. Yeah, so I do all the time. I did. Yeah, it, yeah. Rolling Bone. Three it's got to be way higher on the list. Unfortunately, you guys are incorrect. Yet. Okay. This gets a rolling. I was born. A rolling. I was born. Oh, oh nice. Okay. I hear that anytime, guys. Every. I mean, without this album, without this music. Like, it, you, you can't even imagine a world where this gap is. You, you heard where everybody took it and ran with it. But yeah. Otis Redding, when he sings these songs, they're so good. And you could just feel like this is a, a flame that burns so bright for so short. I mean, what a, an Ameri- a story. This is incredible. Next up, one of the few men. You guys, do you want me to just play one note and see if you recognize this song? Let's hear it. See if hey, you can recognize this album. Don't look at my screen. Rob, no, 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 Rob. What? I can name that song in four notes. Okay, what do you think, Aaron? Can anyone anyone want to beat me in the name I'll, that two? I'll go uh, with two. Three notes. I'll go with two. Oh, that's going okay. two. Okay, name here we go. Man. Ready? Name that two. Yeah. Oh. oh. That Next good. up, we've got the only guy who can run. DKNY with NY, and it doesn't even care. Hey, you oh, don't care. You, you'd have sex with this guy. He reminds you of a mattress that smells like pickle juice. We've got Biggie Smalls, <laughs> Life After Death. When you want cargo, my cargo. I never understood what NY and DKNY that rhyme made no sense to me. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track. 
I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. Hard to think we're all the way up to 177, and this is our... We've already done the Having Sex with Cryptids episode. Well, Rob, I mean, the cryptid you really ought to check out is this Cretan bull. In Greek mythology, the Cretan bull was the bull that Fastface <laughs> fell in love with, giving birth to another cryptid, the Minotaur. Oh, my God. It's time to say goodbye. Russell, I've heard about, you were talking about overtone singing. Oh, sorry. When I'm, don't ever apologize for that, Russell, ever. Okay. You know what, Russell? You're in choir. Someday you're going to be in the best choir. Okay. And then someday you're going to take that knowledge and go on a podcast. And about 50 people are going to hear what you have to say about your choir. It's all going to be worth it all that time. And after this episode, it'll probably drop to about 30 people. No, we got a lot of choir heads. You know, there's a lot of people who are like, fuck yeah. They're out there. (laughs) The best choir. There's a lot of members in that choir. The best choir. (laughs) I'll tell you what, guys. Russell, he was talking about overtone singing. When I'm on a date at the beach with my mermaid girlfriend, you would get underbone scenery. Underbone scenery? <laughs> I wrote that down. Google has that information now. <laughs> like whoever's Rob, tracking that is like, I don't know what this means. Rob, just in case you want a heads up, Google also tracks Greek animals. You should check it out. <laughs> this guy, this guy Googled, this guy wrote down underbone scenery and then Googled cryptids, sexy cryptids, sexy cryptids, please. <laughs> How to delete internet history. Sexy cryptids, my friend is asking. Oh. <laughs>